message is part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, uh, the beautiful weather outside, the rain yesterday, and, and Lord, just the awesome worship music we just heard, Lord. Uh, Lord, I thank you for, for sending your son to die on the cross and cover me. Lord, you're so awesome. If we just slow down enough to realize it. Lord, you cover us. Your grace is forever coming upon us. Lord, as we come and and, and, and share in your word today. And, and Lord, as we talk about encouragement. And are we encouragers or discouragers? Lord, are we lifting people up or tearing people down? Lord, we, never, we might never know what that word or what that act of service we did. What difference it will make in the life of somebody. But Lord, it will. We know it will. And your, your word tells us that we should encourage and love others. Lord, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth is only of you. And that the meditations of my heart are ever so pleasing to you. Lord, I pray that this is a, a fragrant offering to you. Lord, we pray that you fill this place with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we know this is just four walls. Lord, we got pipes problems. Lord, there's a lot of stuff going on. Lord, but it's not going to ha- slow us down. Lord, I pray it makes us stronger. Lord, I just pray that you'd lose a sinner like me in a mighty way today. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Amen. I apologize for getting teary-eyed. That song right there is ever so pleasing to Mr. Jeff Gray. I, uh, I thank you for Daryl giving me the opportunity to come up here and speak. Um, for some of y'all, y'all haven't seen Daryl in a little while. He's he's still he's still going to be speaking, and uh, he's coming next week to to bring a new series or start a new to start something new with us. But if you were here uh, last week, Unique Namaki was here, and he kind of talked about his life, the the bad, the good, and what Daryl's going to start bringing on is the dash in between. And we're going to start a new series on the dash of Jesus. But today, I want to talk about the dash that we have. The dash that's going on in our lives. We all have a beginning. And yes, there's a 100% chance you're going to have an ending. It's true. It's true. That's an easy one. But we're going to talk about that dash in between. But before we get started, around your chairs there should be a little piece of paper. I want you to pick that up. I want you to read it. I want you to tell it to yourself. And then I want you to get up, go shake a hand to somebody that's close to you or someone you might not know. And I want you to give that to them and I want you to say it to them. Okay? So take it. So get up. It's okay. Get up. Take the piece of paper. Go to someone you might know, you might not know, and tell them that little saying that's on there. So I, I hear some good laughter. That's good. That's good. Uh, I can't imagine what, I mean, I can't imagine what some of them say. But, hey, the funny thing is, as, as we get ready to get started, is the sad thing is, that might be the only encouraging word somebody got today. Now, granted, it's early in the day, okay? But think about it. That might be the only encouraging words somebody hears all day. And the Bible has told us that we are to be encouragers. We are to love on them. We are to draw them close to us. We are to pull people close to us and love on them. So I love the laughter. I love the stuff. Hey, think about it. Take that little slip and and use it this week as you go out. I pray everyone got a bulletin as they came in on the back little part. There's a little place for our guests. Welcome, welcome. We're glad you're with us. You can spend your uh, hour with anybody else, but you chose to spend it with us today. The offering plate will not come around. There's a small wooden box in the back. If you fill this out or if you have any prayer requests or anything else, uh, any change in your address information, any of that good stuff, put it on here, drop it in the box in the back, and uh, we would uh, love to have that from you. So today we're going to talk about encouragement. 
Encouragement. Webster's definition. Something that makes someone more determined, hopeful, or confident. Encouragement. All of us have had someone in our lives that has encouraged us. We pray. We pray that we've had someone in our lives that have encouraged us. Um, if not, it's never too late to start. Pray so we, we can pray today that, that you would have someone come into your life that would be an encourager to you. But as we go through the message today, we're going to talk about, one, what kind of what encouragement means. And then we're going to look at an individual in the Bible that his name represents encouragement. And we're going to talk about, hey, how can we be those encouragers in that dark world that's out there, outside of these four walls of Cornerstone Church right here? How can we be encourager, one, to our body that's inside, but to our body outside as well? Um, I'd like to start, and I want to be an encourager to the, to the ladies and gentlemen that came and helped I serve yesterday uh, with a food truck giveaway. As, as uh, Ricky kind of talked about, it rained a little bit yesterday, didn't it? Just a little bit. Did it rain, Rusty? Just a little bit. Uh, so we, 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 we gave away 31,000 pounds of food yesterday, very exciting, but during it there was like a monsoon, and, and thankful that the, the location we had had a little overhang, and, and it was awesome, it was awesome, but I do want to thank the individuals that came out and, and helped support I, <coughs> excuse me, helped support ISERV, and that will be the second Saturday of every month in commerce, a neat opportunity, if you want to get out and encourage somebody, here's a neat, neat opportunity to get out and, and encourage others. And I, before we get started, I will tell people, I have slacked off on my encouragement. I know some of us, as we, I was talking to Bruce out front a little while ago about technology and signing in and how that's going to help us in, uh, in keeping in touch with people around here at the church through CCB. Um, I stepped down from, from a job to run iServe a little bit more full-time. and We used to have a smartphone. I used to have a smartphone. Now, I think this is called a dumb phone because you can't do anything with it. You can make phone calls, and yesterday you couldn't even make phone calls because it was saturated. So the, the good Lord sent some rice our way, and we put it in rice, and it helped out. So now at least I can make phone calls on it. But I used to, I, used to, I, I thought I did a pretty good job of in, encouraging people. I would send some texts and do some other things and send some, some devotionals via text messages to, to individuals, and, and I thought I was doing a good job of that. And then for me, I've slacked off because now I use this as a, a crutch or, or an excuse not to do that. But I, I do have to brag on an individual in this, in, in our congregation today. I was out in Athens um, giving some blood. Once again, you want to encourage somebody? Jesus Christ died for us. He shed his blood for us. Hey, if you have some extra blood in us, all of us do, hey, go down there and give some blood, okay? And what, what a neat opportunity to encourage people. You get to sit there and talk to somebody. They're not going to go anywhere because there's a needle in your arm. So they're going to stay right here. Okay, so you get to talk to them about Jesus while they're pricking you with a needle. I know for a lot of y'all that's not fun, but for me, hey, what other a, a Friday morning you get to go and spend an hour talking to someone while they're taking your blood. But, but long story short, so I was in Athens, and a gentleman said, I, I saw a gentleman, and that uh, he said, hey, I thought that was you. Anything, anybody wearing Florida stuff in Athens, it has to be you. So I'm like, okay, you're right. But the gentleman said, hey. I just got a text message from Eric, Eric Scoggins. Um, the, gentleman, the, the, the gentleman doesn't go to church here, and, and he says, man, I need to get back to him. But it was an encouraging word that I got just right at, at the right time. So kudos, Eric. I, I don't mean to call you out, but kudos, kudos, kudos. Just, w- just when you're doing life, that's what we do. We do life, and you run into people, and they say, hey, I got an encouraging word from a brother. That's neat stuff. Okay, so when we go back to when we talk about encouragement, something that makes someone else more determined, hopeful, or confident. So we're going to look at Hebrews 24 through 25. There was a slide. Is that slide still up there? There was a slide. Maybe not. thought it was neat. I thought this was neat. I'm going to take out kindness and, and, and say do one act of encouragement each day of the year, and you could change 365 lives. Just one. I'm not asking you to do it all day. Just one. Do one act of kindness slash encouragement each day of the year and change 365 lives. That's a lot when you think about it. All right, we're going to go to Hebrews. We're going to go to Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. 
Let us not give up our meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching. Pretty, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. And let us consider how we can spur, spur one another on toward the love of good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. In the Greek, encourage means to call to one side, to comfort, to strengthen. Okay? If you're going to be an encourager, you want to bring them up. You want to draw them close to you. You want to strengthen them. You want to encourage them. You want to comfort them. During the time of, time of writing the Hebrews, and even today, we have, we, have a big, we have a big issue or a big problem of, hey, we're worried about ourselves. If, we're, if it's a rough time, we want to take care of ourselves. We really don't want to bring someone else along with us. But in the book of Hebrews, it talks a lot about encouraging our, our brothers and sisters. Uh, encouragement is usually spoken. Usually if you're going to encourage someone, you have to speak it. Usually it's going to be dealing with good deeds. And the, and the neat thing about this is it should be drawing people closer to Christ. If we're encouraging others, one, it should be bringing them closer to Christ. And it also should be bringing us Closer to Christ. If we're taking time to encourage, one, that means we're in the Word, two, we're, we're, we're loving on some people, and, and the Holy Spirit is just working in us. Um, people who encourage others, this is, this is a tough one. Say it with love what a person needs to hear, when they need to hear it, and even if it's not what the person wants to hear. Let's say that again. People who encourage others say it with love. That's the first part, okay? you got to say it with love. What a person needs to hear, when they need to hear it, and even if it isn't what the person wants to hear. That's a tough one. For all of us that are parents, grandparents, we know it. Our kids tell us all the time, I don't want to hear that. But that's us trying to encourage them, draw them close, bring them close to us. Because we want to spur them, we want to ignite them, we want to provoke them in a positive way. Uh, the Greek word for encourage is, P-A-R, come on, help me out. Help, help me out. P-A-R, parka, aloha, I don't know, I'm, I'm awful. It's it. Uh, no, it's not aloha. I, I, I practiced on the computer a whole bunch. I pushed the speaker a whole bunch of times on the thing, and I never got it. Okay? It kept telling it to me, telling it to me, telling it to me, over and over and over. I failed, okay? I failed. I'm sorry. But it's P-A-R-A-K-A-L-E-O. Um, it's the same word that the Bible uses for comforter or the Holy Spirit. So think about that. If we're encouraging people, the Holy Spirit should be overflowing in us. It should, be, it should help us to do that. In Hebrews, it also tells us to encourage one another daily. How many days are in the year? 365. We shouldn't be encouraging them daily. Um, let's look at Hebrews 3, 12 through 13. 12 and 13. Hebrews 12 and 13. Uh, I, I, I changed it when I, was, when I was there. So 13's on the board. I'm going to read 12. Hebrews 12, Hebrews 3.12 says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. And then 13 follows up, But encourage one another, what? Daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. See to it, brothers and sisters, that's us that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of us may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. When we are not encouraging others, they can become discouraged and sin can deceive them, which sin is good at that. Sin can deceive them and harden their hearts, and this results them in turning away from the Lord. We see it often. In today's society, the world's rough out there. I'm sure a lot of us heard, hey, the, the, you know, we tell our kids, we tell young people, hey, the world's going to eat you up and spit you out. It happens every day, every day. Um, with, with this, I just saw a story, um, an eighth grader, a young lady, uh, 
She had a, a rather large nose, and, and she got such ridicule, such ridicule that one, she t- dropped out of public school and went to pri- and went to homeschooling. Still, because of social media today, she kept getting bombarded, 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 bombarded with this mockery, if, we, if that's what we want to call it. So an eighth grade girl, I don't know, was that 13 years old, 14 years old, is so worried about it, she has plastic surgery because of what the others are saying, because of the sin that's out there, because of the, the making fun of, the not encouraging, but discouraging of what someone, as we are wonderfully, all wonderfully made by our, our, our loving creator. He made all of us different. But this poor girl, eighth grade girl, what a struggle to sit there and, and, and that is what we see every day. And I, I don't know, she might have had tons of encouragement. She might have. I don't know. But how awesome would it have been? And then she might have. But, you know, just when you hear stories like that of, of the discouragement, the sin, I don't know if her heart was hardened. But if you take that much and you're willing to take that drastic of a step, the heart must have felt something. So where are we at? Where, 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 where would Christ have us? Um, interesting thought. It takes roughly four positive or encouraging comments to offset one discouraging comment. Four to one. Four to one ratio. Some say it's even more than that. So, you know, if... If, if, if I have something said bad said to me, typically it takes four to five comments, encouragements, to offset that one negative. Think about that when we're raising our children. Think about that when we're, 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 if we're a teacher. Think about that for our spouse. Think about that for our employees or employers. Now granted, we have to bring them up. Encouragement is saying, hey, I want to bring you close to me. So if I have something that is... You, that you have done something wrong, it still can be an encouragement. You draw them close. And it says with love. It, with love, if you bring it with love, it, you still can change it. But four positives to offset one negative. We wonder why our marriage rate is what it is today. We wonder why the suicide rate is, is what it is today. You know, are we? Are we a loving, encouraging church? So when we think about that, when we go back and look at verses 24, so I'm going to go back to 10:24. And let us consider. Let us consider means we need to think hard about what we set our eyes upon. Means we have to be what? We have to be intentional. In verse 24 it says, "Let us consider how we we have to be intentional about it." It's not going to happen by accident. If you're going to encourage your spouse, you're going to have to be intentional about it. If you're going to go out there and encourage your coworker, you have to be intentional about it. You've got to set it up. You've got to think about it. You've got to have the Lord provoke you, the Holy Spirit spur you on to that. Um, then when it talks about how we may spur one another, spur means to stir up, provoke, incite them to do something. When it says for them to do in something, toward love and good deeds. Love and good deeds. It all sounds easy on there. Hey, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Hey, I'm done. I just did it. I, I, I'm, I'm spurring y'all on now, aren't I? No, it doesn't work that way. We got to think more about that. Um, so how are we encourage? How, how are we? So how are you doing at encouraging others? If you got to think long and hard about it, we might need to work a little bit on that one. That's okay. We're a work in progress. We should be growing closer to him every day. And by encouraging, that will help us grow to, to encourage him. In Ephesians 4.29, Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk, we would never do that. Never. Driving in Atlanta, any of that stuff, you would never let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. Hmm. Out of the, out of the New, New Living Translation, it says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Hmm. If you watch TV today, you can turn on any channel. 
That first part, don't use foul or abusive language. I mean, it's everywhere. It's in the cartoons. If you watch the cartoons today, it's in there. And and we, we, we think, okay, it's a cartoon. It can't be that bad for our children. Wrong. Are you are you policing what what's going on? I mean this one I mean this one hits my heart, heart close. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. The funny thing is the very last part that it may benefit those who listen, or in this one those who hear them. We never know who's listening at work. The water cooler talk. Technology today, email, text messaging. We never know who's going to see those and what that representation is going to be. So let, we need to think about that. And 25 talks about the importance. I know for some of y'all, and this is almost uh, like talking about tithing. Talk about the importance of meeting together. So verse 25, let us not give up meeting together as some of us are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Statistics say if I, if I attend church one out of four, I'm a regular attender. One out of four, 25%. If you scored a 25% on your math test when you were in high school, would you have passed? Probably not. That curve would have had to been super big. That would have been one of the biggest bell curves you've ever seen to get a 25% to, to, to move you on. But with all, all joking aside, let us not give up meeting together. Whether that's in, 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 in corporate worship, big church, whether that's in a small group, whether that's in a Bible study, whether that's in a home fellowship group, there's many, many different ways that we can put this together. But why is the Lord telling us? Why is the Lord telling us what we must meet together? Why? So we can encourage each other. So we can sit there and bounce ideas off of each other. So we can sit there and go, hey, your life isn't as crazy as you thought it was. I went through the same thing. That's why. And then the little one in there. The, we all love these words. But. So make sure we, we, we meet together. But. Let us encourage one another. What? Encourage one another. Why? Because we need it. Yesterday, I, I'll be honest, I didn't do my best work at judging the amount of food given out. I didn't. One, the, the typhoon was coming. It was, the truck was late. Just chaos yesterday, a little bit. And as the first one in commerce, I wanted to make it super special. My brain wasn't working that well. And I gave away more food than I should have on the front side. One, because the storm was coming. I just wanted it to go. And two, um, I was just frazzled. I was frazzled. So when the last bit, some people didn't get what the first people got. And I was struggling. I was pushing a buggy. And uh, I said, man, I failed today. I utterly failed today. And uh, a gentleman said, Jeff, you didn't fail. I said, I did. Man, this couple didn't get peanut butter. or This one didn't get this. And... Uh, he said, do you think the Lord would have said that? I said, probably not. But once again, I was beating myself up because the 130th person didn't get the same thing the first person got. And usually I'm pretty good. Usually I, the Lord helps me. I, maybe I wasn't listening yesterday. Maybe it was my fault. It was my fault. But I, I really needed that word of encouragement. So a brother helped me out yesterday on that. Yes. See? I'm listening, Lord. I'm listening today. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, how, <laughs> how can we bring alongside us? How can we stir up or encourage if we are not meeting together? So back, once again, back to the first part of the back to the first part of this verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together. So once again, how can we encourage each other if we're not meeting together? That's a tough one. I know wind just blew through the, the rafters up there. But how can we, how can we encourage each other if we're not meeting uh, to, to with, that, with each other? So let's look at someone from the Bible that uh, most of us, um, that was an encourager and someone that we can relate to. Um, this man, this man is more known for his nickname than his real name. If we say Joseph, y'all are probably going to say Joseph who? Because there was a lot of Josephs. 
But if we, if we look at Joseph, um, but if we say Barnabas, you might have a better idea of what we're talking about. Okay? So his real name was Joseph, but they called him Barnabas. Um, so if we look at Acts, once again, I, I failed. Sherry came up here to put the stuff in, and I didn't uh, give her some verses that I needed to have. So this won't be on the screen. Acts 4, 34 through 37. I apologize for that. And if you don't have a Bible, there might be one in front. If not, uh, my fault. All right, Acts 4, 34 through thir- uh, 37. And there were no needy persons from among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he had owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Um, We don't know why Barnabas was called out by name here in this text. Nobody else was, just him. Um, Whether it was because he sold a huge piece of land or maybe he started the process of selling land to to bring the money to help the the community, uh, I I really don't know. But if if we look at the text, note it says, who gave him the name? Who gave Barnabas the name? The apostles. Not his friends, not him. The apostles. So they must have thought very highly uh, of him to sit here and give him the name Son of Encouragement. Um, if I was to get a nickname, or if you were to get, get, if you have a nickname, what does it say for you? Or, you know, what does it say for who you are or what you've done? You know, because we get nicknames for all kind of cut your name short. You know, back when in Florida, I got a nickname Buck, where I used to work. I worked at Free Lay for 15 years. The guys called me Buck. Why? I have no idea. I wasn't country. I had no idea, but they, it stuck, and it's still today. They text me, "Hey Buck, what's up?" Really? I don't know, but it just stuck. I hope it. I hope it wasn't anything bad, but. And I'm sure some of us have some crazy names. I know Daryl's talked about it before. Men, we like to, Tommy Nelson talks about it. Men, we like to beat each other up. We'll give each other the craziest, silliest, rottenest names ever. But you'll never hear a woman in a parking lot say anything derogatory or negative towards her sister. You know, or, you know, another female. You'll never hear it. But a man will get up there and say, you sorry loser, you joker, you know, you whatever. It's a little bit different. But, so think about that. He was given a name, the encourager. What would your name be today? What would your nickname be if it went on what you do or what you're known for? It's a little bit interesting when, when we talk about that. Later in the book of Acts, we, uh, we see Barnabas uh, pulling Saul, or who later became Paul, close to him and defending him to the disciples. If we'll look at Acts 9, 26 and 27, once again, not on the screen. I don't know what I was doing. I had uh, old-timers disease. Acts 9, 26 and 27. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to f- join the disciples. This is talking about Paul. Bless you. This is talking about Paul. When he came to join the, to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him. Why? Because he was killing them. So, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, maybe I would be too. Not believing that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and told him how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him. And now in Damascus, he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So think about that. Barnabas, the encourager, takes somebody who everyone else knows has been killing people, persecuting them, and says, hey, look, I'm going to take this guy under my wing. Come with me. I'm going to take you to the disciples and say, hey, look, he's the real deal. He's worth it. Give him a shot. How many times have you done that? We saw Unique do it. Unique down in the inner cities of Atlanta right now, taking young guys. Where I thought interesting, sad, sad statistic. I'm a numbers guy. More young guys, more young black guys in prison than in college today in America. If you didn't weren't here to hear that, check out Unique Mackey, neat story. But what a, what a what a profound statement. More young guys in prison than in college today. Just think if they would have had encouragers, somebody, take them up, 
Come with me. Hey, I know you've done a lot of wrong. Hey, come with me. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to show you the way. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to provoke you. I'm going to stir you up. I'm going to strengthen you. I look back in my life. If I would have had somebody like that, I would have been in the situation I would have been in. But granted, the Lord protected me from a lot of stuff so I could be here today. I'm not worthy to be here preaching to you all today, speaking to you all today. I'm not. But I just think back. If I would have had somebody when I was running the streets, I would have said, Jeff, cut that stuff out. Come with me. I'll show you. Some of y'all might have it. Some of y'all might know an individual today that needs that. I pray when you leave here today, you'll text them, email them, call them, love on them, encourage them. So when we think about that, um, what might have happened to Paul if Barnabas never stood up for him? What opportunity? This is what I'm scared about. This is, as as Daryl prayed earlier, when we get there, when we get to see him and, and how just majestic that's going to be, I just look at all the other stuff. I, I'm worried about all the opportunities, the young guys that I've missed, the young, the, the, the young couples I've missed because I've had my eyes on something else. I wasn't listening. I wasn't being that encourager I was supposed to be. With that being said, I did. I, I started something in Jackson County. I didn't start it, but in Jackson County, they have something called Lindsay's Legacy. I don't know if you heard about it. It's a neat. Uh, it's a neat mentoring program. I, I joined up um, right before Christmas. I joined up. The sad thing that we live across the, from Gum Springs Elementary School. Um, we deliver backpacks there. I started talking with the social worker, and uh, they have. They had zero male mentors at Gum Springs Elementary School. This little boy, his name is uh, Josiah. He, um, his mom's been wanting him to have a mentor for three years, since he's been in second grade. Wanting a positive male role model in his life. Second grade, nobody. Third grade, nobody. Fourth grade, nobody. Fifth grade, I finally stepped up. I went to go be a mentor. 30 minutes a week. That's it. I know a lot of us got crazy stuff going on. But when we think about, hey, Barnabas stuck his neck out for Paul. What opportunities have we missed? I just sit there and think, man, I've let this go for, I've been here, we've been here for a little over seven years now, almost eight years, I think. No, seven years, I don't know. I've missed all those opportunities. The school's been there. I've lived right across the street from it. And it's been there. So all these opportunities I've missed. But the neat thing is, this month, the reason I, I talk about it is it's mentoring month. Uh, my little guy, he came up to me on Friday. I went and meet him on Thursday. We, we play Connect Four and just love on the guy, eat lunch with him. Uh, but he said, hey, Mr. Jeff, hey, it's mentoring month. I thank you for coming to, to hang out with me. And, of course, I look a little bit different when I go to the elementary school. A lot of them ask him if he's, if I'm, if, if they'll ask him if I'm his dad. And he goes, no, you know. And then, like, today I have on earrings. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And they'll just sit there and stare, you know. And go, What's this guy doing, you know. But the neat thing is I coach youth soccer, so I see a lot of little girls that I coach in youth soccer. So they see me there, so they're high-fiving in the, in the hallway and stuff like that. So it's neat. It's fun. So encouraging. What opportunities have you missed? Okay, so think about that. And we talk about, you know, how he pulled them on. Barnabas was sent to Antioch uh, and was encouraging people there. Acts 11, Acts 11, 23 and 24, um, it goes like this. Acts 11, just a couple, couple chapters over, 11, 23 and 24. When he arrived, he saw that the grace of God had done. He was glad and what? Encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord and with... Remain true to the Lord. I need my cheaters on. With all their heart, he was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people were what? Brought to the Lord. What? He encouraged them. He went to Antioch. He encouraged them. And what did it do? It brought them to the Lord. What did we talk about earlier? It's usually spoken. It's usually of good things. And what's the last thing? It usually draws them to the Lord. So, so when Barnabas went there, he was very excited about that. Um, and, and we also see where Barnabas took John Mark with him. John Mark was, was related, and they, he took him with on a mission trip. 
And during that mission trip, none of us have ever done this. During the mission trip, John Mark deserted them. Say, hey, like, I don't want to follow you guys. I'm going this way. And, and Paul and, and Barnabas kind of had a little spat about this. You know, they said, hey, look, no, 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 no. You know, we, we can't. But he just went his separate way. Uh, later, Paul wanted to go back with Barnabas and do another mission trip. And uh, Barnabas, being the encourager, said, hey, look, let's give John Mark a second chance. Paul says, nope, the guy deserted me once. I'm done with him. And so this was kind of the end of the Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas and Paul show. Because he believed in John Mark so much of giving him a second chance, of encouraging him, of drawing him close, of provoking him, of stirring him up, that he was willing to put his friendship with Paul, saying, hey, look, if you can't accept the guy, we've got to go our separate ways. I'm going to support him, and I'm going to take him, and I'm going to keep encouraging him. Um, how can we be a Barnabas to somebody? Um, Barnabas encouraged and spurred many. If we look at Paul, he wrote 13 books. Some say maybe 14 if, he, uh, if we include uh, Hebrews in that. So he wrote 13. Um, John Mark, Mark, Mark wrote the book of Mark. Just think, if Barnabas, and granted, it might not all go to him, if Barnabas didn't encourage these two guys, that's half of the New Testament. Why? Because he believed in him. He took him to the disciples. He said, hey, this is a good guy. Trust him. Work with him. Encourage him. Strengthen him. Provoke him. Stir him up. How do we do those things? Okay? We might, not, we might never know, as we talked about a little while ago, we might never know the encouragement we have, the effect it has on somebody. But we also don't know is if we don't do anything, what it has on somebody. I mean, whether it's in the workplace, uh, there's a couple of things I saw in this is pretty neat. At home, express appreciation for the quality of your spouse. Suggest no improvements. Okay? Just think about it. And some of those y'all had on there, you, you might use some of those. Compliment each one. Of, this is a big one. This is a big one. Compliment each one of your children about something without saying they have to get better at something. I'm a big one. I'm sports. Just like up here, I got butterflies in my stomach. My palms are sweaty. I'm nervous up here. Thanks to Pastor Darrell, I have a flag football game later today, a doubleheader. I can't eat before I go play. It's flag football, but I can't eat because I get all worked up. I coach youth soccer. I had to step down as head coach because I got too frazzled, and I would go crazy. Literally, rolling on the ground, flipping over. It's like an amusement show. I kid you not. And I think, oh, she's not in here. She's in the back. Issa, she's actually filmed it. So some of it is on record. And uh, it's very entertaining. So I had to step down and go to the second level. I had to just be an assistant because Jeff Grant's heart couldn't take it. And I I believe, I, I truly believe, that's why the Lord has blessed me with three wonderful daughters and a granddaughter, because if I had a little boy, I might not be so encouraging to, feather, to fellow parents <laughs> and athlete, athletics, okay? So not saying girls don't play athletics. Rory plays soccer. She loves it, and that's where I'm going with this. She'll score four goals, and I'll say, Rory, you scored four great, but you could have. And I done, took the, I done took the steam out of it. So we really don't think about it. What we're saying, so really with your children, express appreciation uh, for your child, what they've done, but don't put the butt in there, you know, and just, just leave it at that. Um, a, a neat thing I heard from Duck Dynasty, uh, Jace, he says every day he comes home, whether he's been out filming or, or traveling or speaking, he comes home and says one positive thing to each of his children as soon as he gets home. A word of encouragement. Nothing else, make sure that they know that hey, even though I've been gone a day, a week, whatever, he gives them something encouraging. At work, encourage your boss by thanking him for handling things well done, what he does well. Okay? You don't have to say anything negative about it. If you got a boss, tell him. And express appreciation for those under you. Recognize progress apart from their ideal goals. You know, so if you have people work for you, thank them. Um, among believers, pray for them and mention I prayed for you. Better yet, stop. Imagine this. This is, this is groundbreaking, okay? 
Instead of saying, hey, I'll pray for you, stop what you're doing, and what? And pray. Man, that's groundbreaking right there. Y'all watch, that's going to take over. Listen to them when they, uh, listen to them when they share, respond with a summary of what they said. Uh, you know, all of us get busy, a lot of us go, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. And then, like me, I forgot. Honest. When someone does something well, let them know you noticed, okay? When somebody's done something well, let them know you noticed. It's important. It's important, it's important, it's important. So if we go back to wrap all this up, encouraging. That dash in our lives. Some of us long, some of us have a short one. What are you doing in that dash to encourage others? I mean, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, uh, Acts thirteen fifteen, just the very end of it. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. Why are you going to hold it? If you have encouraging words, why hold it? That's like if you're a card player, you don't hold a royal flush. You don't. If you play cards, you don't hold it. If you have encouraging words for somebody, why hold it? Why not give it out? That's what the Bible tells us to do. We have to love on each other. Encourage them into love and good deeds. And when we're encouraging, that just means the Holy Spirit's living inside of us. It's trying to get out. It's trying to love on people. Is it awkward? It is. The more you do it, it gets easier. So if we're going for that record of 365, I think 30 days of doing something makes it a habit, right? 21. See, I was wrong again. Maybe if I say that 21 times, I might get it right. Do one act of kindness or encouragement each day of the year and change 365 lives. That's what we're here for. With that, I know Daryl's going to close us out here in a few minutes, but uh, Ricky's going to come up. She can come on up. Um, with that, we got a couple things that we want to, as we talk about encouraging. Uh, there's going to be a mission trip going to Jamaica, okay? Radley is, is going to go to Jamaica, and uh, he would love to take some, I know Cassie and, and a couple others went last year. Uh, they're going to do something a little bit different this year, but any, more details to come on this, but we're going to have a mission trip to, to Jamaica. Also, right now, we're, we're thinking about a VBS, okay? We didn't do one last year. We're thinking about a VBS. Um, so Kimberly, I, Daryl, and, and some others are, are, are talking about that, of how, one, do we encourage our community? Do we bring them in? Do we love on them? Um, and so, there's some neat things going around that. A Valentine dinner for missions. Uh, what we're talking about right now is, is February 7th. Uh, Radley cooked for us. Hey, guys, you know, we know it's not on the day. Some, some technical difficulties kept us from having it on Valentine's Day. Hey, but what an opportunity, what an awesome opportunity to in, encourage and love on your spouse or, or come by yourself and just fellowship with others. But the dinner would be here um, with some music and some other things. But all the monies raised would, would go to missions, whether it's, it's going to Jamaica or we're trying to put together a, a, a student mission trip to, to go and do some community service out in the, in the area. So those are some things that, that we got coming up. Um, and then once again, if you've got more questions about Lindsay's legacy, if you've got 30 minutes, 30 minutes a week, you want to talk about encouraging somebody? We know. I mean, your house might be like Ward and June Cleavers. It might be the best thing ever. Hey, not many people in the, in the world today have that. They don't. So how do we as Christ lovers, Christ followers, how do we go out there and encourage what we have around us? So, once again, as we, as we close out, encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. I know it sounds like a repeated record. And it, if you flip it around, I, I like to do this. When was the last time, we, we'll take the pressure off of you. When was the last time somebody encouraged you? Think about it in that aspect. Because if you, we all like it. We like encouragement. You look good. 
You don't look, you know, your hair looks great, all that stuff. I like those comments. As y'all can tell, it's looking good today. Beautiful weather's beautiful outside, but nice pants. And look, and and look at the pants. I know somebody, somebody gave me a discouraging word about today about my pants. I will not say any names because I want to be an encourager. Okay, but but I, it's almost as bad as a sweater vest. But I thought these are very nice. I thought I might mesmerize some people by walking around up here, and it's like it's like an, you know an illusion. Um, but we, if you think about it in reverse, we should be encouraging others. When was the last time you were encouraged? And, and I'm going to flip it one more, and we're going to go to Ricky. I'm going to pray, and then we'll go to Ricky. Um, small groups, small groups. I know, I know Bruce in the morning Sunday school, Bible studies, fellowship group, whatever terminology, life group. Whatever terminology you want to put on it, they started meeting back here on the church this morning at 9.15, correct? So if you, you, there's a part of that. There's four home studies going on out in the community. If you're not part of them, come join. We're in the middle of it, but who cares? Come and just fellowship with each other. You come and fellowship. It's good stuff. Um, but on that, we're doing one on, uh, on uh, Way of the Master. And uh, I know it's, they say roughly 2% of us. Share the gospel, okay? Two percent of us share the gospel. That means go out, whether it's at a gas station, at the doctor's office, giving blood, um, any of that stuff. We share our faith. We tell people about Jesus, okay? Two percent, and and for a lot of us, we've probably maybe never ever shared the gospel. Just as I, I turn that question around, so not try to make us feel bad. When was the last time somebody shared the gospel with you? Okay, not someone coming and just saying, hey, look, you know, I want to pass out this flyer. When was the last time you're on an airplane, at the doctor's office, grocery store, wherever, doing life? When was the last time someone shared the gospel with you? Okay, so if we're not sharing it and no one shared it with us, that's scary. If we're not encouraging and nobody's encouraged us lately, that's even that's that's more frightening. Because the Bible is all about love and spurring others on to do good things. So. I pray as you go out of here today that these are some encouraging words for you. The little slips that are on your seats, hey, take them. Give them to somebody. I heard a lot of laughter in here. That's good stuff. Encouragement leads to laughter. It should be spoken. It should be good. And it should lead them closer to Christ. So let's pray and then we'll have a little bit of of music. Oh, good morning, Father. Lord, uh, You're the biggest encourager of all. Lord, you sent your son to die on the cross for us. Lord, when we're totally unworthy of it, Lord, you call us to be encouragers. You don't ask us. You tell us to go out there and encourage others. Whether it's a simple thank you, good job, Come beside me and let's be accountability partners. Having coffee together. Dinner. Conventional church service. Lord, you called us to gather and strengthen each other. We all know more strands, more people together the stronger we are. Lord, you didn't call any of us to be out there on that island. Lord, as we go out today, let us think about those individuals that are in our lives, that cashier, maybe someone in our own household, Lord, that needs a word of encouragement. Lord, needs someone to strengthen them, needs someone to comfort them. Lord, you've sent us the greatest comforter of all, the Holy Spirit. Lord, it should be just overflowing in us. Our fruit should show it. Lord, thank you. Thank you for helping me through this message. Lord, I pray that I was pleasing to you. Lord, if anyone here doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior today, Lord, that they would ask questions. Lord, you'd place somebody in their lives. 
that would encourage them and spur them to ask those questions. And Lord, for I come and pray for Daryl and Kimberly and Lord, the sometimes thanks, thankless work that they do every day. Lord, eight years here. Lord, I pray that you would comfort him right now. Lord, that you would wrap your arms tight around him. Lord, that you would speak those words into his ear. Lord, into his heart. Lord, that you love him. And Lord, that he's doing a great job. Lord, protect them. Protect their boys. Lord, wrap your arms around that whole family. Lord, I just pray for a great, big, mighty movement in Cornerstone, in Jackson County right here. Lord, let us be that lighthouse. Lord, that will be seen for many, many miles. Lord, I pray that you would awake us. Lord, that you would challenge us. Lord, that you would encourage us. Lord, that as families we'd encourage each other. Lord, I thank you for the music we've had today. Lord, I just pray that you would give all of us an awesome, awesome Sunday. Lord, and that we'd go out and tell people about your good news. Lord, thank you for loving us. Lord, thank you for protecting us. Lord, thank you for all the many blessings that we have in our lives. Lord, thank you for Cornerstone. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.